What are we waiting for? It's out of here! Kick is away. And the kick is... It's good! He's in, baby! We are going, baby! Oh, my God! Deep to right field! Way up there! And way out of here! What's going on, guys? Got an edition of the Connor and Mark Show alongside Mark Rogers. I'm Connor Gabe and Mike Quinn. Got a very special guest today. He is a co-host on the WIP Morning Show. His name is Al Morganti. Al, thank you so much for calling in and talking to us about some flyers. No worries. Not much hockey talk these days. <laughs> I know, but we, we, but it sounds like the season is coming up soon, and um, you know the Flyers are. You know, you know we don't really know how this offseason is going to you know play out with when the season is going to start, but. Um, really, just in general, I'll start with the draft because um, that was the most recent. How do you think the Flyers handled the draft? And obviously, they took Tyson Forrester in the first round. Just looking back at, at the guys they took and um, really what the outlook of, the outlook of, uh, of their careers. Well, obviously, you're looking way into the future. And, and I guess I think what you saw is um, preference for scoring, which is always good, the way the league is going. So I think they get high ceiling. On their first two picks, uh, shooter first, shoot first mentality for the forward, kind of an undersized defenseman. I guess undersized when you look at some of the guys in the league now, but I think we've seen you don't have to be that big to be effective at defense anymore. So I, I think what you see there is just an attitude toward you know, we got to get guys that can, uh, that can light it up for us and score goals. Hey, Al, Mike here. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I just wanted to ask you about your opinion with the free agency moves. Uh, obviously, we lost some guys like Tyler Pitlick, uh, Derek Grant, and Nate Thompson while we gained uh, Eric Gustafson 2.0. Uh, do you think we did well in free agency? Do you think those three guys that we lost are going to hurt us? And do you think Eric Gustafson is going to come in and make a big impact on this defense? Well, I think the guys you lost are, are valuable pieces, but they're pieces that you can pick up later in the season in any season, it seems like, you know, team plays itself out of it. Now, we don't know what kind of season we're going to have, but if it's any sort of normal or semi-normal, they're kind of guys as they were picked up this year. I think you can add pieces like that as one organization falls out of a race late and you're in it. So you can get those uh, complementary pieces, veteran pieces, I, I think, later in the season. Gustafson's an interesting add. I don't think I don't think he can really make up for the loss of Diskinen, obviously, because of the kind of a game he plays. And I think what he does is sort of put Gossip Bear's position in jeopardy because I think he'll take some of those minutes uh, with his offensive game. So I do think that despite despite the fact they you know he's a, he's a, he's a good solid player, but he's not the kind of shutdown guy uh, that was compared with Provorov. So I don't think they had the money to go make that big free agent splash like other teams. They did, I guess I would say they came out okay in it, but I don't think I don't think they're raising any flags over how that free agency went. So you mentioned Ivan Provorov, and uh, something that just came out the other day was the NHL top defenseman list, and Provorov was nowhere to be found on it. What do you think of that? Do you think he should have been? Uh, there were some, some questionable names on there. Do you think that maybe Provorov could have replaced any of them? Yeah, I, I don't have the list in front of me, but I remember thinking to myself, if I was a general manager, there's at least nine guys that <laughs> if, 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 if you told me I could trade pro, get pro for, for those guys, I'd take them in a second. 
So I still think he's sort of underrated um, by a lot of people. I think I think he kind of suffers from franchise defenseman. Um, you know, is he is he that? He's very very good, but is he the is he the franchise guy? Is he that that good? Is he that big a number one? Um, I, I think we benefit from seeing him game after game in his durability. Um, he just doesn't wear down. He's, he's good at the end of a shift, at the end of a period, at the end of a game, into overtime. So I do think that there were uh, there were at least at least seven that I easily would have had him over. And uh, I, I think and I do think he's the kind of a guy that that won't go unnoticed. He's a pretty prideful player, and he's determined to make make himself a a franchise player. So I think that will be even though he won't you know he'll kind of shrug it off, I, I think that's gonna be something that he will motivate him even as if he needed any more to even be more of a steadier defenseman. Yeah, and Al uh, Mark here and again we really appreciate you coming on and, and your time that you gave us. Um, but kind of moving behind the bench now um, just in the terms of grades, I know the Flyers brought in, obviously, Elaine Vigneault at head coach, uh, assistant coach Mike Yo, and, and I'm pretty sure assistant coach slash special teams specialist in uh, Michelle Terrien. Based off those three guys, uh, how would you grade them in their first year, and do you think they're here to stay for the long term uh, for this Flyers franchise? Well, long term in hockey is what, five years, three years, four years, whatever. Yeah. I, I think, Could yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, I mean, you see what happened in Washington. <laughs> didn't last long there. Um, I, I thought that they did a remarkable do- job last year in, in terms of the, uh, the way the Flyers went about playing the game, their attention to detail. I think, I guess you could best describe it as the previous year um, under Hackstall, they had started to really weave. And I, I think they basically stayed in their lane uh, this year. And, and I also think that these coaches haven't had, you know, so much head coaching experience among them. I think that they weren't afraid to challenge even veteran players. It was risky uh, when you've got some veteran players that can really go the other way if they're kind of challenged the way that, that, that they challenged them. But it all seemed to work out. I thought they were a far more disciplined hockey team, especially at the end of, of periods at times where things tended to go the other way. Now, having said all that, goaltending, erases a lot of mistakes. But even given that, I thought that they were way, 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 way better prepared in their approach to a game and an actual game style, an actual inside-out game style to, to force people, when they're playing at their best, to force people outside. I want to talk about the um, you know the start date for this upcoming NHL season. I know there's not a lot of answered questions so far, but the draft was concluded. But really, what do you think the season outlook will look like? Do you think it will really have like this type of NFL feel where there'll be limited attendance and they'll just be let up to the states of whether or not how many people they're going to bring into the stadium? Or do you think the bubble will play a factor in this upcoming season? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't even know, like trying to project, like people are saying, where do you think the where do you think you're going to stand in the Metro? Where are you going to stand the Eastern Conference? Well, what if there's a Canadian division? I mean, this is, this is how wacky this could be going in on when they're going to start. You know, I, w- I was hoping that the rumors about playing a game in Lake Louise were going to be true up in Banff, which would have been tremendous, yeah. but they've scrapped the winter classic, scrapped the all-star already. I, I don't think that they even have, I think they may have a skeleton plan, but 
I think a lot of it is going to depend on, you know, these, the NHL TV contracts aren't like other leagues. They really, they really are really more dependent than most on having a gate. And if you can't, if you're going to tell them that you're going to go into a season without the ability to have even 50, 60, 75% gate, I don't know how many teams that say raise their hand and say, let's go on with this. I think it's, I, I really do think it's stuff in the end. I'm presuming things get better and you can have it going, but I'm, I'm not presuming anything to start earlier than the middle of January. And I do think they're going to try to get as pretty close to an 80 game season. And even if they have to 82, if, if they have to go past a past a, with their normal calendar to get these games in, it's not like the NBA, which is the, you know, Olympics coming up. So I think they could do it. But I don't think that anybody, anybody that's telling you they know a plan, they're lying. So you, you mentioned uh, we're, we're having you predict a lot of things that you may not know the answer to. Here's another one, but uh, I'm definitely interested to hear your answer. Uh, who do you think would be maybe a dark horse player to make the team out of camp this year? Guys like Frost, Zamula, Radcliffe, and any other guys that we might be surprised with how they turn out in camp? Well, I don't even see. I mean, until you see him at camp, and having not seen anybody for so long, I, I don't. I really can't. I don't know. You counting? I mean, I'm counting Patrick as a surprise to me coming back. So I'm thinking that I'm counting Frost is going to be solid. I don't know that you're going to see it. I mean, you're looking at that that the righty defenseman in most. So you're looking at him. I I guess I could probably I could maybe see that, but they're pretty. When you look at the guys they brought along, there isn't really to me much room for surprise um, unless they make it through a deal or something um, on Andreoff or somebody like that. But I don't think that I don't think there's much room for to surprise fans because what's happened is because they had the down season, guys that you would normally have said, "Well, they're you know where have they been?" Like like Frost or whomever. Well, you've seen them and you've, you've expected them to come. You kind of kept an eye on them. It was the one advantage for Flyers fans, and when things weren't going that well, they really kept their eyes on guys like Myers and Anaheim when he was young, coming up, uh, connect me, whomever, that they're coming up. So I think that, for the most part, I don't think anybody's eyes are going to be opened by a name that's coming up. I think the surprise will be, you know, will one of these guys that you kind of thought, will, will they kind of break through? Will they have that breakout season? Yeah, and this is kind of a, a Flyers fan question, if you will, Al, and, and not has to completely do with the Flyers, but with an arch rival of the Flyers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Do you see this team kind of declining? I know it's been a very long time since this team has not been um, good, but it looks like they're kind of on the decline. Do you think that this may be the start of a decline, or do you think that they're going to come back up to where they were prior? I don't think they're going to come back. I, I think that they've had they had so many miles on the legs and they counted so much on, you know, obviously uh, Crosby and Malkin. And I, I don't know that they, with the, with the improvements on other teams and in the, in the conference, I don't, I don't count them like in, like, uh, you know, you're going to lock them in, write them in. I don't think so. I, I, I consider, I consider flyers a better, if you want to like say a lock to make the playoffs. I think the flyers are well ahead of Pittsburgh in terms of that. With the changes made, you just saw front office change there in Pittsburgh, the goaltender. So I'm and 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 Crosby. I don't know how long. I mean, there's no denying he's still 
Gaffrey at the top of the rung, but I don't think he can carry everybody any longer. So I, I'm not one that thinks Pittsburgh is just going to you know, come back in and be the, be the Penguins people expected. I think the Penguins are going to struggle to make the playoffs. I want to ask about the Patrick Laine rumor. There's really a lot of uh, you know smoke to that rumor right around the draft, and the Flyers have won the the names that were really keen on on checking on where Patrick Laine stood with the Winnipeg Jets. Um, do you think Patrick Laine is on his way out of Winnipeg? And if so, do you think the Flyers are right there? Uh, you know, going to be calling and trying to get him? Yeah, I think they could be, and I do think he's one way or another. When, when that happens, whether it happens right away during the season or whatever, I, I think. Um, I think it'll happen. I don't know where. I'm not so sure that I would be that big of, I mean, depending on the package, it would take you to get it. Obviously, they would want to connect me. They want some of the young guys, young defensemen, whomever. I'm not so sure I would go there. I mean, good as he is, and you just get that shot, and when he gets hot, he's just tremendous, and you're looking at power play help, obviously. But boy, there's stretches that you just didn't notice. I, you know, and how many times you come in here and you're expecting, wow, where do you see this? And you didn't see anything. Um, I, I think this would depend on their scouts, their pro scouts looking and saying, is there something that you can make him more consistent? Is there something that you can you can work on with him? Is it a case that he'll just mature into that? Or is he going to be this guy that's going to be like that? You know, he can you know, go off for a couple of weeks and then and then uh, and disappear as much as a guy like him can disappear. So I do think that they would be a player in it. I don't think that they would break the bank in terms of, you know, if they're Winnipeg saying, hey, you know, we got to have, you know, Myers, Stanheim with connecting and whomever. I don't think they would do that. I want to talk about the uh, the Metro division and who do you think would be <clears throat> the biggest threat to the Flyers? Obviously, the Islanders took us down in the second round of the of the playoffs this year. Uh, the Rangers have done a lot of improvements, adding Alexi Lafreniere in the, in the draft. Uh, the Devils seem to be kind of in limbo. The Penguins you just mentioned are declining. Uh, same with the Columbus Blue Jackets are also uh, steady. Who do you think out of the entire Metro division is going to give us the biggest threat uh, in the regular season and maybe even into the playoffs? Well, I don't understand why the um, why the Islanders aren't regarded as that big of a, a threat. Um, I, I think they're going to be the problem, especially the way they play this team. And, and I think that the, the, the um, kind of the worry about that about them is you know is how good are they really but i i think that what they were in the playoffs is what they are i mean when you have a, a top end talent like they have with barzell and, and you see how people play around them i i think that they're the that's the threat to me and i and i know by reading things and just checking out people say well you know they had a run but boy that coach is really really good and uh i i don't I don't see how any other team, to me, would be would be the uh, would be the biggest the biggest threat. I I I, I was really really impressed um, with that team. I was I was impressed by by the way they played uh, at a crunch time when it, when it looked like you know they could kind of disappear, if you will. So I I, I, I like that team. I already told you about you know what you know what you think with Wash or whatever and the Devils you mentioned. The Rangers, I, I don't, I don't see them there. I think they're going to be better. Obviously, you know, Columbus is interesting. You know, that that coach with Domi, that could be a pretty good, uh, pretty good combination. And the other team is Carolina. Um, I think Carolina is a is right there with the Flyers. I guess you would call Carolina the dark horse, but I, I really like Carolina too. And um, 
I guess uh, you mentioned, I mean, if you look throughout the conference or whatever, I don't even know. And when you look at the free agents that were picked up, who was gone, who was lost, I mean, the, the, the Washington Capitals, you know, coaching situation, and you really think Ovechkin is going to, I think Ovechkin can crank it up, but I didn't like what I saw in the, in the playoffs with him. So I, I, I'm not so sure that that, that that can work out there. I, I look at Carolina and, and the Islanders, to me, are the two teams. Now, uh, Al, in regards to this young Flyers core, I don't think we've touched on maybe the brightest spot in, as in Carter Hart, and, and obviously we hope he's going to be this savior that we call him and, and the franchise goalie for the next you know, 10 or, or so years. Do you see Carter Hart winning a Vesna trophy within the next two to three seasons for this Flyers team? Um, I think he could. I, I don't think, I don't, I don't have any, I don't think there are any questions about him. I mean, you know, the, I don't think he had his eight plus game in the playoffs and he still played okay. Um, you know, get shutouts. I mean, I, I can see that. And I, I think more than anything, having watched his career from, you know, previously through, through his junior career, whatever, I, the, the pressure doesn't seem to bother him. And the pressure of playing in Philadelphia doesn't seem to bother him, which is big. Um, it's you know coming in here with with all the uh, expectations that he seems to handle it just fine. So I, I do think he's going to be uh, you know pick, predict a, a predict a trophy for him. I, I think so. I, I think the bigger trophy would be the cup. Is he good enough to do that? And I think he is. I have no I have no doubt that they have they have a generational goaltender. Um, you know, goaltenders can go bad for a week or two weeks or half a season in, in some cases. But I, I don't think there's any worry that you're going to start. You think the story with him at the end is going to be, well, he, he was another one of those guys that came in and didn't live up to our expectations. I think uh, I think they're in real good hands with that. And I, and, and I believe that he's going to be the reason that for the next decade, they're going to be preseason contenders to be a real potential cup-carrying team at the end. I want to ask about, I just want to have the outlook of this season. What are your expectations, I think, for this upcoming season for this team, and and, and do you see them realistically going uh, you know, to Eastern Conference Final and Stanley Cup Final with the moves they made this offseason? Yeah, I think they're going to be a, I, I think when you consider, I mean, you know, when you go into the season, I think you're going to look at, you know, who's going to win the cup. That's how it always starts. Uh, the PR, you get Tampa. I don't know that, you know, it, Presumably, you get Tampa and Boston on this side. I think the Flyers on balance may be better than Boston. So I think it's just a matter of they with Tampa, Washington. That's what it's going to be like going in. I think the Islanders are going to be there. But I, but I think the Flyers will be listed as a dark horse candidate to, to win the Stanley Cup because, as we mentioned, it, they're goaltender. And much of it will come down to me. You know, you mentioned the kids, and we all expect the kids. I, I think a lot of it will come down to Will Konechny reach his potential? He had a disappointing playoff season. And I can see him, you know, if things don't go well, player, they have players that they could move. I think their young defense is very, very good. I think the question will come down to, you know, look at their veterans, uh, you know, um, Borchuk, Drew, and JBR. Are they going to be good enough to provide what you need? Um, or will the young kids take over that spot? And then the Flyers, you know, you have a general manager that's not unwilling to pull a lever on trades if they need to as the season goes along. But if they, if they're those three guys I just mentioned, if they have reasonable seasons, I'm assuming, hey, I have no doubts for him. 
but those three players I mentioned, to me, they're, they're critical in what's going to happen. And making up for the loss of, the loss of Nissanen is bigger than I think some people um, project. I know we didn't have a strong playoff, but throughout, he's a real steadying force when you look at the PK, when you look at any kind of uh, situation that gets scrambly, kind of, kind of level it off. I think he's going to be difficult to replace. So, I mean, those are the worrisome parts going into the year. I want to ask you about, obviously, the Eagles this coming week. It's Dallas week, and the Cowboys are coming into town. Um, what, what's your outlook on this Sunday night game? The Eagles are starting to get healthy with Rager and, and Goddard, you know, getting on the practice field, and the Dallas Cowboys are once again in dis, uh, disarray with, you know, front office problems and on-the-field problems. What do you make of this Eagles matchup with the Cowboys uh, Sunday night? I don't think that it's much, I mean, much of them. I mean, if you just look at it, I mean, Dallas is, you just mentioned it. I mean, it's just, a, it's, it's a mess yeah. what's going on in Dallas. Inside the locker room, on the field, uh, ownership, uh, sniping. Uh, they committed five years to a coach that had really has had a horrible start. Uh, the quarterback situation's a mess. They're already into their third level quarterback. I, 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 you know, the fact that what the line went already to eight and a half today on some, in some spots, I, I, I would if the if the Eagles don't win this game, I don't say going away, but pretty handily. I think everybody will be tremendously disappointed. I think the Eagles right now are sitting. It, it sounds kind of crazy at their record at this point. Everybody making fun of the division, but I think they're sitting pretty. They're sitting pretty uh, when you look at them in terms of a future bet because of the people coming back. I mean, they they've managed to get through this mess, and now they're going to get healthy people, which is sort of like adding players at a trade deadline, if you will. And they're important pieces coming back on the offensive line, guys with hands to catch the ball. Uh, so I, I think the Eagles, if you, throughout the NFL right now, I think the Eagles are a, <laughs> I think they're a pretty good bet in terms of just making the playoffs and then making some noise when they get there. And I, I'd be surprised if the Cowboys did anything but limp out of Philadelphia on Sunday night. Well, I would love to see that, Al, and I think every <laughs> Eagles fan – for that matter, would love to see the Cowboys literally limp out of here and, and the Eagles go 3-4-1. and one. But uh, kind of moving into our final question here, Al, if you do see the Eagles winning the division, um, <clears throat> what is the projected record you see them winning with, and uh, how far do you see them going in the playoffs if obviously they do make it? I, th- I think they'll, by the end of this, I think they'll have nine wins, believe it or not. Wow. I think they're going to get hot. I, I think like they're going to get hot. I, because I just what I said, I really like their quarterback. What Wentz has done um, in terms of when things are down, he really pushes you through. And I think they're going to once they, you know, you got division games left, and I think I'm counting all those. And I think they're just going to be in a good spot uh, come the end of the season. And then you have a playoff game. But now let's hope there's stands more stands in the stands for that playoff game. But would anybody be surprised if, if they didn't win a playoff game here in Philadelphia? And even if they're even if they're come in with let's say it's eight wins, God forbid seven wins, they come in. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't want to play them if I was somebody else. I think they will be that team nobody wants to play with a record that isn't overwhelming when they go into the playoffs. So if I were if, you know, with all these sites, you uh, betting sites now, I. I would think that if it was the so-called smart money, the smart money to me is win the division and win at least one playoff game. 
Al, how exciting would it be for you to be at WIP for hypothetically speaking the Chicago Bears and Nick Foles coming to town division or wild card <laughs> round and face Carson Wentz? What, what do you think the phone lines will be like during that week? That'll be crazy. I mean, Foles is Foles is uh, Nick Foles is one of the most interesting athletes I've ever seen. He got out of town at the perfect time. I mean, let's face it. I mean, if you look at his career on balance, it's, you know, his long stretches of being ineffective and then hugely effective and. The legacy, I mean, the guy's got a statue already here, at least was for a while, a statue here. He's one of the most popular players ever to play here to win the biggest game ever won in Philadelphia. For whatever reason, Tom Brady not shaking his hand makes him even more of a folk hero. So so whenever he comes in, I mean, it'll be it'll be legendary when he comes in. But I, I mean, I don't even know at that point having to watch Chicago. I think there's a way better chance for the Eagles being there than Chicago from what I've seen of that team at times. Yeah, and Al, I know I said uh, final question when it came back to me, but I'm, I'm very excited just with the, you know, the recent answers you've given to these Eagles questions. So I have to know, what is your final score prediction for Sunday night? I think the Eagles will win that game 31-10. to 10. Ooh, Love that. We that's love a, it. That's a... That's, uh, I, I just don't. I don't see Dallas from what you know. Being a hockey writer, when you don't protect your quarterback the way they didn't, it's like, what the heck is wrong with that locker room? Mm-hmm. So I look at that and say, I, I can't see them getting up for this game. So I, I tell you one thing: if they, if the Eagles ever didn't win this game, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to go to work on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Or Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> Al, uh, I appreciate the optimism from the Eagles, and I appreciate the insight from the Flyers, from Mark and Mike and I. We really appreciate you calling in and talking to us about you know everything, and hopefully down the road in, in the middle of the NHL season we could talk again. No worries, guys, anytime. All right, thanks, Al. I appreciate it.